Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast. We have an electric game preview here. We have a 17.5 point favorite Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York Giants. Cowboys at 5-3, and three, the Giants at 2-7. I feel like the Cowboys are coming off a loss. Yes, they are. They lost to the Eagles in week number 9. A game they probably should have won, honestly. But, um... I feel like we haven't seen a spread this large. It's it's 17 and a half now. So a spread has not been this large since I think 2021, which I believe was a Cardinals versus Texans game. I guess that's when the Cardinals were rolling and they were probably like 7-0, 7-0, 8-0, whatever. So um, largest spread in a couple of years here. Tommy DeVito and the Giants going to Dallas where we have not won there since I believe the Terrence Williams game in 2016, right? I'm pretty sure. I mean, we beat the Dallas Cowboys at home back in 2020, the Andy Dalton game. But I don't think we won at Dallas since 2016, week one. So very long time ago. Um, I have no hopes for winning this game. I might even pick Dallas on the spread. That's how little confidence I have in this Giants team to win this game. So what really matters, we'll get to that now, is the uh, draft position we saw on Thursday night that the Bears beat the Panthers. Now, it's a, it's it's tricky because, you know, the Bears have the Panthers pick. So Carolina is now 1-8. That pick belongs to Chicago. And the Cardinals are also 1-8. So those are the first two picks, the Carolina Panthers sit at first overall, the Car- uh, Cardinals sit at second overall, but they get Kyler Murray back, they get James Conner back, hopefully that team is, you know, going to win some games from here on out, but they do have a tough, a tougher strength of schedule, so if the Cardinals and Giants have the same record, I do believe the Giants have the higher pick, so that's great news for us, but right now the Giants have the third overall pick, the Patriots are fourth right behind us, so that game versus the Patriots in a couple weeks, which I believe is week number 12, Um, A home game for the Giants. That's a big game for draft position. But truthfully, I don't think the Giants can get the first overall pick. It seems like Carolina is that bad. I think the only hope we have is if the um, Panthers give Bryce Young like a little, you know, mental break, quote unquote, and they put Andy Dalton in there. And Andy Dalton's not that bad. I feel like Andy Dalton can win a game or two for them. So. It's possible that that happens and like maybe Carolina wins a game or two, but I think in all likelihood, the Panthers end up with the first pick that would go to Chicago. I would think Justin Fields is probably done there. I mean, look, I liked Justin Fields coming into this year. I think based on the injuries and the inconsistencies and not seeing the game at a high level, um, I think the Bears should probably move on from him. So the Giants are in a good spot right now to get the second overall pick. That's kind of what I expect. And would the Bears go with Caleb uh, Williams or Drake May? I don't know. I think some people expect it to be Drake May. Some people think it's still Caleb. I have no idea. So that's a wait and see. But what I want is a top two pick. I think if you get one of those two quarterbacks, you're sitting pretty. Don't have to trade up. Don't have to give away a bunch of draft picks to move up. So I'd be fine with that. So hopefully the Giants end up with the second overall pick. If not, you know, the first overall pick would be better, but still, second overall, you're still doing all right. So, for this game, um, Xavier McKinney made those comments about the leaders not being heard. Uh, Don Martindale was hurt by that, so it seems like McKinney, who I believe is in a contract year, I think his future here is a little bleak at this point. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I feel like, you know, he was critical of the Joe Judge coaching staff, rightfully so, and you know, at that time, we're like, yeah, well, Joe Judge sucks, but now he's basically out here criticizing two coaching staffs in a row, so, you know, 
Xavier McKinney, could you be the problem? I don't know. So I don't know what the Giants are going to do there. Um, I could see him back, but if the Giants want to move on, I'm not going to be shocked either. Uh, Tommy DeVito was named the starter. Matt Barkley, QB2. Tyrod Taylor said his rib injury is not season-ending, which, you know, is good for Tyrod, but truthfully, I would love for DeVito to be the starter the rest of the year because he really gives us no chance to win. And same with Matt Barkley. So if Tyrod comes back, I could see him winning us a game. I could definitely see the Giants winning that game um, on New Year's Eve versus the Rams. That would be not good for draft position. So we'll see if Tyrod's back. I would think they bring him back, but at the same time, it depends how in they are on the tank. Like if Joe Shane and the front office is really in for the tank, they probably hold Tyrod out. But if they still want to win games, then they probably bring Tyrod back. So it depends what they're thinking here. Um, for the injuries, it seems like Aziz Ojolari can return. He's going to return, it seems like. You know, he's eligible off the IR. He is listed as questionable, so he might play in this game. Evan Neal has the ankle injury. He's week-to-week, quote-unquote. So he was a guy that I was hoping, you know, because there's not much to watch at this point if you're a Giants fan, but you're hoping to watch the young guys get better. And I was hoping to watch Evan Neal play some more right tackle, hope that he would look better, but it turns out that he's week-to-week, and we might not see him for a couple weeks now, so that sucks. As for the rest of the injuries, we have Dory Jackson out with the concussion-slash-neck still. Uh, Deion Jackson, one of the backup running backs, is listed as out. Mark Lewinsky, a not injury-related slash personal matter, is out, so I hope he's okay. Aziz is questionable, as I mentioned. Um, Evan Neal's out, as I mentioned. For the Cowboys, they had Tyrone Smith not practice on Thursday, but I think he's fine. And the only real questionable they have is Kevante Turpin, their like wide receiver, what, four? And he's their return guy as well. He had a nice touchdown last week versus the Eagles. So not many big injuries in this game. I mean, the question is, can they make this game competitive based on their defense? Kind of like the Buffalo game, how the Giants were big underdogs versus the Bills. They went into Buffalo. They were one yard away from winning that game. Do they have that same spirit in them to compete at a high level versus this Cowboys offense? So if the Giants defense can keep them in this game, I think it is possible that maybe we keep this close for like three quarters, but ultimately... I don't see a way the Giants win this game. Um, the Cowboys offense has looked pretty good. You know, lately especially, they're putting up more points. Dak is airing it out more. Um, on the season right now, the Cowboys offense is third in points. They're 10th in yards. Passing-wise, they're 12th in passing yards. They're 15th in rushing yards. I mean, Tony Pollard has had a pretty disappointing year. He, of course, was like a first-round pick for fantasy, and he has not been. Uh, he has not lived up to that so far. Uh, the Cowboys defense is ranked sixth best in points allowed, third in yards. I mean, they're very good, obviously. Seventh most in turnovers. Um, they have the sixth best passing defense in yards allowed. Their run defense is ranked 15th, so middle of the pack. Um, it's it's pretty simple. The Giants' game plan is going to be trying to hold on to the ball as long as possible and give Saquon as many carries as he can handle. Now, if the game gets away from them, like the Raiders game, then maybe Saquon does not have a lot of carries because I think against the Raiders, because they were down pretty big at, you know, against the Raiders, Saquon only had like 16 carries, and usually he gets like 25, 30, especially the past few weeks. So it depends how close they can keep this game, but if it's like 21 nothing Dallas at the end of the first quarter, then Saquon probably won't have like over 15 carries. But if the Giants actually keep this within a two-possession game, then yeah, Saquon probably has 20-plus carries. They try and just drain the clock as much as they can and hope their defense is up for the task. 
Um, the cornerbacks in this game, it's going to be a test for them, of course. CeeDee Lamb has been amazing lately the past like three games or so. I believe he had 190 receiving yards versus the Eagles last week. And the week before that against the Rams, I think he had three touchdowns. So he's been balling lately. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is probably going to get whatever he can in this game. Um, as for Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks, they have not been that consistent this year. I know Cooks had a touchdown a couple weeks ago, I think it was, against the Rams. His former team, actually. I feel like Cooks has been on a lot of teams. But, yeah, so... Cooks is a guy who can make a play or two down the field every game. I don't think he looks the same as he used to. Maybe he's finally uh, having the age catch up to him as he's now 30 years old. And Michael Gallup's been a bit of a disappointment for Dallas, but still, he can make some nice catches down the sideline. Um, I do think this is probably the get-right game for Tony Pollard. I think he'll probably have like at least 80 rushing yards, probably a touchdown. So this should be the week that Tony Pollard finally gets it going. Their tight end, Jake Ferguson, is actually playing pretty well. He was great versus the Eagles last week, and he's been solid. And, of course, Dak Prescott loves throwing to the tight ends, and, you know, Dalton Schultz is now in Houston, so they lost him, but Ferguson has stepped up nicely. The Cowboys' offensive line continues to play well. Uh, Terrence Steele has not had a good year based on the PFF grades. Only a 45 grade for him, which is 73rd out of 77 tackles, so horrible. But for Tyrone Smith, and as for Tyler Smith, and, you know, Biotish, Zach Martin, um, they looked good this year. Of course, you know, Martin Smith and the other Smith, the second-year Smith, Tyler Smith, they looked great this year. Guys have, you know, over 73 grades for all of them, so a good year for all those guys. Um... The Giants' defense, they need their linebackers to step up, of course. Okereke has to be in on a lot, of, a lot of plays. And Micah McFadden, Isaiah Simmons, Dexter Lawrence has to play out of his mind, of course. Um, maybe McKinney gets a pick or Pinnock or whoever. Like, we need some turnovers or something. Like, the Giants have to find a way to win this game as ugly as possible. But at the end of the day, it's probably not going to happen. So, it is what it is. Um, I'm wondering how bad will this game get? Um, if I had to predict the score, I'm probably going like 37 to 10. So with that said, I'm going to take the Cowboys and the uh, and the points probably. But the over-under is only 39. And, you know, you, you start calculating how many points will the Giants have if the over-under is 39. It can't be many. I can't do math like that. But their implied point total cannot be that many. So, um, yeah, look, this could be a rough game, obviously. As fans, we're going to sit there and watch it. If you're not going to watch it, I don't blame you. But as a fan, i got to sit there and watch it. So, you know, hopefully it's competitive for a bit. And maybe at halftime we'll be down by like 7, 3, 4, 10. Like, keep it within 10, please. But uh, in the second half, Dallas is probably going to pull away. So, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, let's get into the NFL spread picks for week number 10. All right, spread pick time. We'll go over last week real quick. I was 7-6, and six, bringing my season record to 62-63-3. We're almost there, almost at 500. I got lucky last week, by the way, with the Tampa game. I got them at plus 2.5, and, and due to the Texans not having their kicker healthy, they kneeled down on a two-point conversion, so I won that game by half a point. So, you know, sometimes you get some lucky wins, and sometimes there's some bad beats. So, for week number 10, we have a game in Germany. The Colts at the Patriots. The Colts are two-point favorites on the road. Um, Gardner Minshew against Bill Belichick's defense. How will that play out? Probably low scoring if I had to guess, but I guess I'll take the Patriots plus two. I mean... The Colts have Josh Downs, who's been like their wide receiver too. I think he's out this game. So, and, and Bill Belichick, you know, even though the game has kind of passed him by a bit, it seems like they still take out a team's best weapon. So if you take out Michael Pittman, 
Then the Colts have like Alec Pierce and a bunch of tight ends, Moali Cox, whoever. Um, so yeah, I don't think the Colts offense should be that great. Maybe Jonathan Taylor has a great game on the ground, but I do think the Patriots defense can step up in this game. And the Patriots offense, it could be good enough. They put up 17 last week. It probably should have been a bit more because they had a lot of chances in that game versus Washington. Uh, the Patriots do have some injuries. Devontae Parker, of course, Kendrick Bourne's out for the year, but I don't know. I'll take the Patriots plus two. Why not? It feels like an even game, so I'll take the points. The Cleveland Browns are on the road at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus six and a half. A big game for the division here. I'm pretty much all in on the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're awesome. I'm about to make a video about them. I should post it later today. So Baltimore has a great defense, probably the best in football at this point. Their offense is turning up at the right times. They've beaten the Seahawks and Lions by like a combined 70 to 9 in the past two out of three weeks. So the Ravens are great right now. So I'll take the Ravens minus 6.5. I don't fully trust Deshaun Watson yet, although he looked okay last week. The Saints are at the Vikings. Um, Saints two and a half point favorites. I don't believe Justin Jefferson's back yet, but it should be next week. So the Vikings have another week without him. Um, hmm, this is interesting. I could definitely see Derek Carr losing this game. It would not surprise me whatsoever. Joshua Dobbs is going to get the start for the Vikings. I think I'm going to... I guess I'll take the Saints. I feel like a lot of people would take the Vikings here, so I like to go against the people. I'll take the Saints here, minus 2.5. It's the boring pick, and most times the boring pick is the right pick. So Saints minus 2.5 for me. We have the Texans at the Bengals. The Bengals look really good right now. They're 6.5 point favorites in this game, which kind of makes sense. Um, Houston's a plus 6.5. Both teams are missing some good wide receivers. The Texans are missing Nico Collins, who's pretty much their wide receiver one. T. Higgins out for the Bengals. So some missing weapons here. I could see that being a closer score. But I feel like, you know, six and a half is a lot. They probably want us to take the Texans because we're thinking like, oh, well, Stroud looked amazing last week. And the Texans, they're too good to be six and a half point dogs. So... I'm not going to fall for the bait. I'm going to take the Bengals minus six and a half. As I said, I think Cincy is a great team right now. They're in the mix for the Super Bowl, obviously. So I'll take the Bengals minus six and a half. But if CJ Stroud wins this game, then man, the hype's going to be crazy and definitely well-deserved. The Niners are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Niners are only three-point favorites. They do get Debo Samuel back, so that's big for them. I think I'll take San Francisco. You know, I don't love Brock Purdy, but they're coming off a bye. Guys are getting healthy. McCaffrey had the oblique injury before the bye, so he should be fine now. Um, yeah, I'll take San Francisco. It just it feels a little weird. I feel like minus three is not what that spread should be. I figured it'd be like, uh, you know, minus four and a half, minus five. But all right, we'll take the Niners. Why not? Maybe I'm taking the bait there. The Packers are at the Steelers. I love the Steelers here. I don't see how Jordan Love and this... Uh, Packers offense keeps up against this Pittsburgh defense. I feel like they'll have a field day. So um, it's it's probably going to be like a, a low scoring ish game, like a twenty to thirteen or twenty to sixteen. But I think the Steelers win this game. I don't see how Jordan Love goes into Pittsburgh and beats that defense with how bad he's looked this year. So give me Pittsburgh minus three and a half. The Titans are at the Buccaneers. If Will Levis is the real deal. 
He's probably going to pop off in this game because the Buccaneers stopped the run very well, but their pass defense has not been good. So this is a, a good spot here for Will Levis potentially. The Bucs are two-point favorites, but for some reason I want to take Tennessee. I feel like the Bucs have lost a bunch of games in a row. They have not, you know, they had a very crushing loss last week. The Titans have extra rest having played on Thursday. So I'll take Tennessee minus, or yeah, plus two on the road. So Tennessee plus two for me. I think they could win that game outright, obviously. The Lions are at the Chargers. Lions minus three. I like Detroit in this game a lot. I think with the Chargers, like the Chargers defense won them the game last week. I don't think Herbert looked that great. And the Chargers have Joshua Palmer now on IR, and so is Mike Williams. So the weapons there for the Chargers are really diminished. And I feel like the Lions, they are coming off a bye, I believe, right? Yeah, so they're probably going to win this game. I don't see how the Lions like go in there and lay an egg. I think they'll be competitive, and they can definitely win this game by three. So give me Detroit. We'll go with the Falcons and Cardinals next. The Falcons are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. It's the return of Kyler Murray. Taylor Heineke starting for the Falcons once again. I do take Atlanta every week, and they always burn me, but I'm going to go with Atlanta once again. Um, the Falcons do have good corners. You know, they do have that going for them. And I don't know, like picking a quarterback coming off an ACL in his first game is kind of tricky for me. I feel like Kyler relies so much on his agility when he's in the pocket to like get out of sticky situations. And he may not trust that knee yet. So you know what? I'll take the Falcons minus one and a half on the road. But if they burn me again, then that might be it this year for them. Um, the Commanders are at the Seahawks. Seahawks are six-point favorites. Wow, six points. That does surprise me. I really feel like taking Washington here. But as I said, I don't want to fall into the trap. It's tough with these spread picks. But I don't know. Commanders won last week. They looked okay. Um, Sam Howell's looked a bit better lately. Jahan Dotson looks good lately. McLaurin's doing his thing. I'm going to take Washington. I feel like plus six is way too many. Geno Smith does not look good this year. I feel like, you know, it's kind of getting like overshadowed by other things but i feel like you know seattle's okay this year they're like five and three but gino has not been that guy this year so commanders plus six for me giants at the cowboys simple i'm taking dallas minus 17 as crazy as that sounds i know pff had it at 17 and a half but i'll take the half a point so minus 17 cowboys give me the cowboys there Jets at the Raiders, Sunday night. Yeah, thanks. Aiden O'Connell versus Zach Wilson on primetime. We freaking love that stuff. The Jets are one-point favorites. Um, I'll take the Jets. You know, they looked so bad on national TV. The Raiders have the whole, like, new head coach thing and good vibes going for them. So no one's going to take the Jets. I'll take the Jets. Minus one here. They're still the better team regardless. The Broncos are at the Bills. The Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Denver's off a of bye. I don't know what Sean Payton's record is off of bye, but if he is a good coach, then you know what? He should have a chance to compete in this game. The Bills have not looked right this year. I say this every week. They have not looked right. They have a couple blowouts this year. They, they blew out Miami earlier this year, but the Bills lately just don't look great. Like, they lost to the Bengals. Their offense put up 18 points. They only scored 24 versus the Buccaneers. They lost to the Patriots, scored 14 versus the Giants. They lost to the Jaguars. They just don't look right this year. So it's over a touchdown. I'll take Denver plus 7.5 coming off the bye. Why not? So those are the picks for this week. As I mentioned, we saw the Carolina-Chicago game. I wish I hadn't seen it because it was horrible football. 
But um, yeah, I wish I wish the Panthers won. It probably would have given us a chance for the first overall pick, but now at least the second overall pick is very much in play for the Giants, and maybe they get it. So we'll see what happens. But I hope you guys enjoyed the video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.